Hi there and welcome to Let's Talk About Families by the Family Minded Foundation. My name is David and of course with me is my lovely wife, V. Hello everyone, you're welcome to another exciting episode of Let's Talk About Families. Yep, yep, it's today's Thursday and we are excited to be here. Well, as you know, we've been talking about the book, The ABCs of Parenting by Steve Box. So actually, it's a book journey we are on, um, reading books on parenting. Uh, we've gone through the first 10 chapters, it went from chapter 1, Affection, all the way to chapter 10, um, J4, Joy. So today we are going on to the next 5 chapters and it actually is going to be amazing. I promise you would love it. So let's go right into it. The first is K, or not the first, in this case, the 11th chapter. Yes, it's K, and K stands for Kindness. As kindness, dis- as kindness disappeared from our homes. Mm. And it starts with a very interesting story, actually. Um, which really depicts the point of kindness, right? It's not compulsory. It's just very, very refreshing. So there's this boy that's sitting on his decks and pees on himself, right? And then another girl notices that that happened. But because it happened to her before, she now acts as if she mistakenly poured water on his chair just out of kindness to redeem him from the ridicule and, and eternal shame you know it isn't her <laughs> eternal shame from such and i'm just kidding yeah so she did that and at the end of the day he came to her and whispered to her yes that you did that on purpose right and she said yes i've been there before so i'm so it was just so refreshing you know yeah it reminds me of something i say often um, when you have received mercy, you know how to show mercy, right? The story was so beautiful to read. How that, I mean, oh, I think one part you missed out on was the fact that he actually prayed to God and God should help him and save him from the trouble he was about to enter. And then his teacher was walking towards him. She reminded like, Oh, more, I don't cast, <laughs> really. And it was just like at the nick of time this young lady showed up showed up carrying her goldfish and then poured the water on his shorts and that just covered his shame and then it's it's amazing how everything just shifted from them from what would have happened if they had found out he peed on himself to just showing him sympathy oh take this shot and all of those things and the most striking part was how the girl in that situation right new to show him kindness new to show him um i don't know how like explain it again mercy if if mm. i can put it that way mm. right and so and he asked that he had to ask her that i mean it, it's like she sacrificed her own because then people were now insulting her mm-hmm. and then so she sacrificed all of that just to help the guy and he had mm-hmm. to ask her and then she told him mm-hmm. yes she had done that before right and then the book it says that god reminds us that the first two qualities of love are patience and kindness the biblical definition of kindness provides an inspirational message for us the ability to act for the welfare of those taxing your patience has this kind of gracious kindness left our homes now he put the test for us to do he said if you have the call waiting feature on your phone and an important phone call was interrupted by a friend. How did you respond to your friend? 
Now, try to remember the last time your child interrupted your important focus. How did you react to your child? Realize that many a times you are already frustrated. Don't you see I'm busy? Don't you see I was doing something? How about you respond to your child the way you most likely would have responded to your friend or an important person in your life? Because your family members should be the most important people in your life, right? Imagine if you was if you were in, um, interrupted by maybe your pastor or a high-ranking person. How would you have reacted at that point? How about you, you respond to your child with even more grace? Even when it feels like they are trying out your patience, the last thread of your patience. How about you respond to your child in, with a little more grace? And then we have practical steps always. Start your day with intentional, meaningful and sincere words of kindness towards your family members. You can say, honey, you look beautiful this morning. Or talk to your kids and say, kids, you're doing a great job getting yourselves ready for school this morning. Consider random acts of kindness like bring home flowers, call your wife and tell her not to cook. That night you're taking the whole family out. Give your child some money and ask them to show kindness even to other people who do not have. I mean, I feel like that's a very um, big learning point for them, Mm -hmm. right? Because it also shows them that kindness is not just within the family. You're supposed to even extend this same kindness even to outsiders. Mm to people you meet outside to the less privileged quote and unquote right so give them this one and say no don't buy stuff for yourself look for who to bless mm. bless bless like with this money like are you going to buy um food for your friends in school who do not have anything right and i think it's a big learning point mm. okay so that's basically it about kindness do you have any other things to say about kindness yeah, I mean, one of the one of the lessons that I learned early in life, I remember one time I was studying the Bible and I stumbled upon that phrase, love is patient, love is kind. And it, was some, it was a word I was used to so much, so I just wanted to do a little bit of study on the word kind. What exactly is it? Of course, uh, in the book, as Fee said, there's a biblical definition of that. But I went a step further to look at, okay, what what is the actual... Um, dictionary definition and I found two words that struck me and really convicted me and judged me really <laughs> the words were polite and courteous mm. and as as simple as it is really it says love is kind therefore love is polite which means that if you're always rude and you're always nasty and you're always irritable and you're always just in a bad mood check it very well they are not really displaying that rate of love mm. then love is polite courteous courteous means that you treat them with courtesy do you understand it's it's deep oh. ah i was asking myself oh boy am i doing this to the people i say i love you know most times when you go out to strangers that's when you have a bit of courtesy but with those that you claim to love like your children exactly. your spouse you have no courtesy you just do it anyhow you just treat them anyhow I remember one time somebody actually asked me, why do I treat my family like this with the highest level of regard? I said, that's love. Love actually is courteous. I will treat you like you are the egg or the ultimate egg because that is what the Bible defines love as. Love is kind. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, that's... So another or two other words for kindness would be politeness and courteousness. So when you're thinking of being kind, 
remember that you have to be polite remember that you have to be courteous and the truth is children learn by even observing what you do mm-hmm. so these children will not know to be polite or courteous to other people if they mm-hmm. don't see an exemplary behavior from you mm-hmm. exemplary exemplary exam you shall get to the All point <laughs> so show show them this attribute show them what it means to love by being kind mm-hmm. alright so we are moving to the next chapter which is love languages do you know your child it's amazing how love languages have gained ground now like mm-hmm. everybody's talking about it I know once upon a time it wasn't, it wasn't very, very popular, popular and now everybody's but talking about it I think it's because it's effective actually it helps to communicate love in the way or it helps you understand how that, to how communicate love because you can have mushy feelings or you can say you love but you might not be able to translate that into um, um, actions that the person perceives as, as love, love. Mm. oh makes sense now this is not very different from the love languages you know honestly and Gary Chapman and Russ Campbell have discovered the five love languages of children so let's just summarize them number one is appropriate physical touch emphasis on appropriate and now this reveals a compassionate affection for your child words of affirmation build up your child by showing that you believe in them and encourage them Quality time is expressed is expressed in such activities as communication, time away, playing games, gift giving shows you care, but it should never be used as a replacement or justification for ignoring the kind of love they are really longing for from you. So some people use that as a replacement or bribery mm-hmm. <laughs> for not spending time at home mm-hmm. and being busy all the time. Gift now giving is important for, as in, and you never see your children, you never see you, they don't know you. You now come back one day with plenty gifts to shock you. You just call you uncle one day, go pay you. I didn't <laughs> so really, gift giving should not be, you know, a replacement or justification for you being a way you know, I actually had that story once. As I said, this one is... Well, I don't know how true it is, but mm. that the child said, "This is my auntie, this is my mom." But you just said that they will call you. No, auntie. it happens. I, I, yes, I knew somebody who used to call her mom my auntie. Really. Mm. So it happens. It's not something strange. Act of service should be age appropriate. The ultimate purpose for act of service to children is to help them emerge as major as mature adults are able to give love to others through acts of service you know when i saw that i was like why is there any place emphasis on this then i, I real, realized through my um well i wouldn't say it's very long but through my years of interaction interacting with kids i've, I've interacted with kids at different levels so i did realize why he emphasized oh that this act of service is to help them emerge as mature adults who are able to also give love to others do acts of service because there's a way you would do acts of service mm. and you reach children who are dependents um, mm. for all their lives who are for lack of a better word the word we usually use in this part of the world is sports right so you do everything for them they don't think for themselves they, they are not responsible for themselves anymore so i love that he plays that emphasis there um that the aim of that the purpose of that is to know how to do it appropriately so that you help them to be adults who also not um, show love through acts of service. Yeah, so it gives us some steps to discover your child's love language. Well, observe how they express love themselves. Listen to their requests often. 
then also listen to their complaints what do they complain about so much um oftentimes you might have to do an experiment show love in two ways and see which one the child is more um fond of then sometimes it might be a longer experiment which is for long periods of time like two weeks three weeks you try something consistently and observe the child's behavior react? their reaction towards that now he says a gentle reminder here and the reminder is that all five love languages are actually important right all of them are important you you should not say okay let me not give him words of affirmation because I've, <laughs> I've i've ascertained that his love language is gift giving and appropriate physical touch no you still need to show them love in all ways it's, it's that yes, balance i think we've touched about some of these things individually yes. how when we started with affection a part yes. of showing affection is hugging mm-hmm. when we went to encouragement mm-hmm. you see some um altar of words of affirmation there because mm-hmm. you build up your child with words and exactly. all of that so it's so, important yeah. to still show them everything yeah exactly 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 um, so yes, I'll just move on from there to M. M is marriage. This one shocked me. Make I no lie, it shocked me, cause I'm like this book is a book on parenting. Why marriage? Mm. When they say ABCs of parenting, why marriage? And then going through the book, and also, mm, this actually makes sense to put marriage in parenting, because. As I said earlier, your children learn by observing. They watch you. They watch how you treat your spouse. Mm. And they are picking lessons from it. So you might not know how how deep or how effective this is. Okay, I I just got reminded of something I read. I'm not sure I should mention her name. But she's one of the people I really love and respect so much. And um, one of our tutors... <laughs> posted it as well so she came back from work one evening and she was so tired really tired and she has two kids i think one is six one is maybe four three right and her children saw that i think the dad wasn't even present at that point in time like he was in a meeting so he could not be actively involved but the children saw that "Mm, mommy is really tired so what would the boy do oh mommy lie down on your face like put your face down and then play your favorite playlist then the baby sister goes to bring body lotion and they give the mom a massage isn't that the sweetest thing Mm. now where would these kids have learned that from Mm. just think about it just think about because they're they're children they're still really young Mm. gave her a neck massage shoulder massage foot rub and it was just amazing but they have learned it from somewhere mm. really and it most likely isn't what they're watching on tv mm. it's True. something that has been shown to them that has become tangible to them they have seen their parents express love and they know oh my mom is tired this is something that will make her happy maybe they have seen daddy do it to mommy or mommy do it to daddy let's do it to mommy nobody had to tell them that oh go and bring baby lotion come and rub my leg all these kind of things do you mm. understand mm. it was so sweet so sweet and it it just makes sense how that marriage is even important in parenting because your children are looking at your marriage to be honest no really i well let me first say that i'm not i wasn't entirely shocked but if i was expecting it to be marriage because i had actually seen some reports before now on how that 
some people even say categorically that your marriage or how you treat your wife or husband is one of the best gifts you can give to your children. True. That it's been proven that it could help the children be more secure, more stable because they're in an environment where they're not guessing what will happen next. Mm. Will daddy leave mommy and all of that. So they are seeing love clearly shown and clearly displayed. Mm. They are secure, they are confident. Mm. Right, so yes, I mean, absolutely pay attention to the marriage. Also because, as you said, it helps them pick up and learn traits. They would, they would by, well, not all of them would, but the ones that want to get married would eventually get married, right? And okay. so, again, if you remember that the family is the basic image of the society, then remember that we can change the world by changing families. Mm-hmm. So if you display what the family should be like, what a godly man is, what a godly woman is, then you are imbibing those characters in your kids. They go out to change the world. And then eventually, they are married to the race people who change the world. And then they become change agents. And the world will be a better place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so yes. Um, be kind to your wife. In fact, I love one thing they said here. They said everything we've been saying to, to that could be done to the children from A to where we are now. It says do it to your wife. In case you've forgotten, let me just run through it. A is for affection. B is for believe in your child, C is for communication, D is for defense, E is for encouragement, F is follow through, G is giving, H is hope in the Lord, I is involvement, and J is joy. So it says all of the things that we are learning towards your child, also do it to your spouse mm. in marriage. Mm. And it will help. Yeah. Alright, so I'll move to the next one. The next one is N for no. What I love about this chapter, babe, really is that it focuses not on saying no but on how to use the word effectively. effectively. Yeah, true. So I've always heard people tell me, hey, you don't have to say no. If you want to be successful in life, you don't have to say no. But I never really got it to mean that you should learn how to use it. Effectively. No, not necessarily learn to say no, no, because that's what people mean. Mm. Learn to be able to say no. Don't no. just say yes to everything. Don't be a yes man. But here, it really emphasizes the fact that there are some times that it's appropriate to say no. Exactly. Boys, when you how to learn that skill, right? There's a par- let me read this uh, paragraph. It says, saying no too often can diminish your children's self-esteem and self-confidence. After a while, if they expect a negative response from their parents, then one of two long-term outcomes would happen. Neither of which any of us wants to see. Number one, rebellion to such a autocratic and unreasonable authority as they perceive it. Number two, <laughs> broken communication lines as the child begins to wonder what's the point of asking mommy or daddy. When, when they're they just, just going, going to, to say, say no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in fact, I was even seeing, as I was saying earlier, how to say no, emphasizing even the negative part of saying no too much, mm. because you know you want to be a strong parent or you want to be Ellie's a strict parent. No. Mommy, no. can I go and play outside? No. no. Mommy, can I have the biscuit? No. <laughs> Everything. No. And you don't even have. Can I jump up? No. You don't even have strong or valid points or reasons why you're telling these children exactly no. i mean in fact i thank you for saying that because that leads me to what i was going to say it gave good be a good basis to say no it says um values and morals and lifestyle issues that are so important to you that they help steer the direction of your life mm. so therefore the easiest way to distinguish between a battle and a war referring to when you can let go and when you can concede mm. right 
is to determine your most important value. Mm. So if you're able to list your top five to ten values, it will be easier to discern when to say no. no. Okay. For example, if one of your values is you want to live a healthy lifestyle, then when your daughter says or when your daughter asks for an unhealthy snack, you can easily say no. But you're not just saying no as part. No, get out. No snack for you. You're saying no because you of the value of a healthy lifestyle. You can explain it. Yes, yeah, so you can explain this. Is what I'm saying is because of this. So another example is. Um, Let's say your values always do your best at anything you are given. Suppose your son now comes home with an A in math, a subject you know he was struggling with, and then he asks if you can go out to play or you can stay up late. Do you just weakly say no, no stay up please, remember the rules? Or do you say yes? And then when you say yes, you now say, I'm actually saying yes because we value significant work in this house. Mm. And because you put that work, I want to give, say yes to encourage you. So you mm. see how they played with that. It was very interesting for me, really. Mm. So it's not just saying no for no sake exactly. to show that you're the man of the house or you're the woman of the house. Exactly. You need to have reasons why you are saying no and explain to them. So even these children understand that okay, yeah, exactly. this is why we are following a value system. And mm. in this value system we are trying to create or build, mm. this kind of behaviors will not be permitted mm. or this kind of um, um, actions will not be tolerated. Mm. So my mom is saying no because of this thing. My dad is saying no because I did this and it doesn't align with our family values. However, if you are just saying no for any valid reason, they will just become rebellious, really. Yeah, or they will not. Talk. <laughs> or they will not. Yes, or they will not talk again. Their self-esteem is just diminished because they are afraid that ah, I, I can just say something and mom will say no. no. And she, she always shuts me down. She, she will exactly, exactly. So. So yeah, I mean, and one thing that he said that is key to to remember is this: you need to have those values. Which means that if you've not already determined your family values, you should start thinking about it. And if you have the kids that are old enough to discuss this, then you should discuss it, so that it's not just strange to them. All right, the final one for tonight is O for openness. O for openness. Are your children? shutting you out of their lives so yeah he says something let me read the opening paragraph in most modern societies we value our right to privacy and feel that our personal information should be private unless we choose to share it with others however when we take this right to privacy into our relationships at home it could gradually undermine open and honest communication resulting in a lack of trust among family members and as trust gets eroded so the relationships that was so powerful that was so so powerful the truth is yes people begin to prioritize privacy which is good i mean everybody i mean good to an extent i mean everybody talks about privacy 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 blah, blah, blah. everybody prioritizes privacy shut up he says but if you take that to a to the, your the home, level you will get to that it, it just shuts our relationship people don't trust you your you trust, is, yes, trust yes, each yes, other no anymore because there's no openness openness is a prerequisite to trust it is yeah. absolutely a necessity for trust if you're always exactly. covering up hiding everything you put a password on everything your own your own put a lock on everything you have your own secret room that nobody can enter i mean you don't talk about anything you're just locked up your emotions are locked up no trust right there <laughs> name, that's the and i think it would just it would just drift the family apart really mm-hmm. so are your children shutting you out of their lives mm-hmm. no you said something sir you said that if you are married your your children observe openness in your own relationship again back to the marriage point mm-hmm. if there's a lack of openness in your marriage it will naturally filter down to your children. children exactly 
So when they are now at a crucial point in their life, they won't be open to talk. And if they're not open to talk, you might not be able to offer them the help that they require or mm. that you can offer them because you have not displayed the art of openness you know some people have different some people say they are too tired so they don't like talking some people say they are too weak some people say um they are too busy some people say they don't feel like so there are different reasons that you have to surmount to be able to just be open, open. Yeah. reveal what is inside yeah. don't be blocked volcano at what the end does of the that day. mean uh, you are keeping a lot of things inside now at the end of the day you just just and truthfully, the reason is, is even beyond even, of course, directly what the book is saying. If you are keeping things inside, it, it will affect your life. But the person will not just understand why yeah, you are behaving you while you're acting. The person just doesn't understand, but you, you are just keeping a lot of things. So mm, That makes sense. So, what are the steps you can take to begin restoring openness with your children? Begin to reflect back over the past few months or years to see when this lack of openness might have begun then try to discover why mm-hmm. see if there's a pattern that's developed over time that would have caused your child to begin shutting down did you go through a prolonged period of stress in your life and started taking a toll on you did you notice that you release the stress upon your children because that's also that's also valid sometimes when you have stress you tend to pass the frustration to people around you yeah and everybody just wants to keep away from you because they don't Transfer want to that aggression. enter into the lion's den mm-hmm. <laughs> so um are you becoming more easily agitated or angered rather than patient and gracious sometimes i feel like especially when you work a nine to five and you are getting to this point where you're feeling really burnt out sometimes just take a break because it would eventually affect the home front if you continue. It would. Which I remember when um, I think it was in 2018 or 2019, I was becoming more irritable, like very unusual of me, and I was very any small thing would just trigger anger or I just you guys please I'm taking leave like I need to wait wait I just you know rest and all of those things and I came back better came back refreshed. That's better than passing the aggression onto every other person around you, especially your loved ones. Another thing they've said is, did you notice any change in some of the music and shows they've been absorbing? You've talked about music and shows here, I think that was last week, and how that the content we put in determines what's going to come out of us, really. They said, I ask this because a lot of shows and music do not exemplify a home mm. life that encourages children to respect their parents. Mm. There's a lot of dirty music out there and we mm. need to just be careful. Yeah, so basically they could be learning another character that I'm not teaching them just from shows and yeah. music. And if you don't have time or if you're not observant, you'll be able to nip it in the bud early enough. Mm-hmm. So if you have discovered anything, find an appropriate time to meet with your children to begin restoring this relationship. Explain that you've observed the lack of openness and hope that this could change before it gets worse. Share what you have discovered might be the cause. Apologize when necessary. Right? A lot of parents find it hard to say I'm sorry, especially when, when they are actually wrong. Apologize when necessary and tell them, oh, I apologize for this thing and move on from there. Share from your heart the importance and value of openness in the family. Ask if they feel the same way and want to work on this together. Explain other creative ways to begin open communication. For example, verbal or face-to-face discussions. 
might be uncomfortable in, in the early stages so you can do letters you can do notes you can do emails and they will cherish those things for a long time i remember when i was trying to get closer to my dad and i used to send him emails every week mm. when i stopped after like two weeks because my dad is not a very mushy mushy person after like two weeks he actually uh, i've not heard from me i've not seen any of your emails i'm like oh i didn't even know you noticed he used to respond but i didn't think it was important to him until he said that that ah, i've not received an email like my weekly emails in in a while what's going on blah 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 and that just really made me happy so if verbal or face-to-face conversation i had at first send letters send emails text messages amazing amazing so yeah that was very good example and practical too it really made a difference yeah close with a mutual promise and understanding that will keep communication lines open so promise not to overreact promise not to listen promise to listen attentively promise to respect each other and promise to work hard at living a life of obedience to god so yeah, i mean you give some practical examples here too right um and let me just say that uh well when he talks about not responding in anger every time something happens because you might not know that you affect openness but it does so for instance uh, your child does something wrong and you just pack up oh, how could you do this maybe the child just stained your white shirt and you're on your way to church or something <laughs> just oh, flare up they will be reserved or they will feel the tendency to be reserved you need to just be reserved and just not talk to you in the fear that you might just react anyhow right um watch out for spontaneous opportunities where maybe they're just vulnerable and they and they start sharing something with you at that point drop every other thing you are doing and listen because imagine it's just it's a good bonding opportunity really make the most of that bonding opportunity because it's just an opportunity really then pay attention full attention when your child is addressing you don't um, be distracted don't be pressing your phone don't be typing on your laptop don't be watching a movie um, just, again just try to give the utmost attention then you to be open right share your own details all of that then make room for them to have a voice in the family where you are discussing about where to go what to do let them also be able to contribute and talk right Okay, so we hope you've learned something new today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So right about now, we have done 15 chapters. Yay! So we have about 11 yeah, more chapters, chapters to go. <laughs> it's been an exciting journey. and But that means that this book review is coming to an end very soon. Mm-hmm. Very soon. Well, not, not to worry. There are lots and lots of books out there. So we'll jump to the next one very quickly. Yeah, so thank you for joining us today. Yep, yep. Thank you for listening to this. We are glad that you did. <laughs> Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at Family Minders Foundation. Yep, and you can send us emails. Family Minders Foundation at gmail.com. Family Minders Foundation at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.